Today's Leading Women episode 614 with the wonderful Sonia Lacani. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Sonia Lakani. Sonia Lakani is a trademark and copyright attorney with her own intellectual property law firm called Lakani Law PC in Atlanta, Georgia. Sonia assists business owners secure trademark registrations for their brand names and logos. She also assists with the copyright registrations, licensing, social media issues, advertising content, and domain name matters. Over the course of her career, Sonia has helped numerous startups and small and medium-sized businesses secure trademark protection for their names, logos, and taglines. To learn more, visit www.lakhanilaw.com. Again, that's www.lakhanilaw.com. Women of the world, Miss Sonia Lakhani. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Sonia, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Lakhani Law, and I love what you're doing for us small business owners. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the SWAT equity, the knowledge, and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Sure. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind your niche? Absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. So, you know, the interesting thing about being a trademark lawyer versus a a type of lawyer in another field such as criminal defense or let's say immigration or bankruptcy is that, you know, it's not readily apparent what exactly it is that I do and how I help my clients, right? So if you have a criminal defense attorney, it's pretty logical, like, okay, if I get in trouble, I have some sort of issue, I know who to call. Um, But with trademarks and intellectual property, um, it's a little bit. Um, it takes a. It, it's a little bit more of a step involved to to explain um, what we do. So, um, essentially, what I work with um, are small business owners, small and medium sized business owners, and I help them make sure that whatever name, uh, logo, tagline, slogan, anything that they've selected to be part of their branding, I want. I want to make sure that they have the right to use it. 
So I help them conduct clearance searches and I, I help them see what else is out there, what other companies might be in the same area of business and maybe using a brand that conflicts with what they've chosen. And once we get past that hurdle that they're clear to use the name, then we move over to actually registering and protecting um, their their name and their logo and, and some of the stuff that they've created. So um, it's really important if you're starting a business or if you're um, even if you're 10 years in and you never sought to get the protection that you need to make sure that no one else can come along and use what you've worked so hard to create. Um, that's really where I come in. And it's a specialty field. This is the one area that I specialize in. I, I actually don't do very many other areas of law outside of it. And I really love that you have this niche out there because I'm sure it's not only me who is not, who not, who's not aware of this um, uh, trademark and uh, really trademarking your intellectual property, registering that one properly and making sure that your logos uh, and your brand is really you, you, what you own and that you're not imp- impinging other people's brand or other people's logos or whatever that one is. And I'm sure because if, if you're starting a business, especially for us in the online world, you know, when you started a business, it's not the first thing that we think about. And then, <laughs> But it's really important to learn and to know that this is really an important step uh, in our business. So for our listeners that know that there is an expert on this, Sonia is one of them and is so niche and this is such an important part of our business so great that you have this one out there but what continues to inspire you doing this business well well thank you I appreciate your kind words um you know a lot of things went into me developing this the specialty area I practiced for several years at other law firms before starting my own and so yeah, I was able to kind of get an idea of how things are run and what what clients are looking for and how I can improve that relationship and that I, that really is part of what inspired me. Um, I've always had an entrepreneurial mind. I've always connected really well with clients and enjoyed that aspect of my my job. And I, I really wanted to to try to embark on having my own brand. You know, after years of counseling other companies on building their own brand, I realized that I had been building my brand for myself in the process. And so, um, you know, being known for just one area and saying, okay, this person practices only trademark copyright law um, has really helped me in the community and um, it's led to a lot of other endeavors. You know, I, I teach trademark law part-time for an online company. Um, I, I started a, a blog and um, I have a, a Twitter that actually posts regularly all day long the news that's going on in the trademark law world, um, the copyright law world and I actually post as Lady Lanham ESQ. Uh, Lady Lanham is not my last name. Um, the Lanham Act is actually the federal law that that gives us trademark protection in the United States. And so it's a wordplay or a little joke of it, if you will, um, off of that name. And so Lady Lanham has, has helped to become part of my branding. And so when I think about what inspired me um, all those those months ago, it was um, really just wanting to to represent a brand for myself that I had been counseling other clients uh, you know, for so many years. And you just brought up a very important piece in there for our listeners, especially for those who are just starting out, to really niche down and be known as an expert in that niche. For example, with Sonia, 
he niched down to be uh, to being a trademark lawyer and he she's an expert on that she's no she, her brand is around that and it's a whole lot easier to connect to distinguish yourself to be unique in the marketplace when you are niched down when you know what you are expert at because now you can target those people that you can really help you can really help with your expertise so that's a great lesson for our listeners out there especially for you who are just thinking or starting a business to really niche down until it hurts i usually say that niche until it hurts all right let's talk about how oh i mean what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs we share different um, we we develop some certain characteristics or traits that help us become a successful entrepreneur and i'd love for you to share your top three traits or qualities that our listeners can learn from absolutely there are so many traits i think that a lot of entrepreneurs share you know we're a special breed of people that i often joke that it takes um you know it it takes a special type of person as an entrepreneur to change out working 40 hours a week and and trade it in for working 80 hours a week. (laughs) So it's, you know, we're the only people on this this planet that would actually make that trade. Um, But it's so rewarding in itself. And I, you know, I've seen the the fruits and reward um, since day one, since I started. And it's a big reason why I did it. I knew that it would be a fulfilling journey for me. And I think um, being able to join my clients as they are entrepreneurs and being able to relate to them and, and be, uh, in that same frame of thinking that that we've always ha- shared um, over the years, you know, I've been able to counsel them as entrepreneurs, and now I share that role with them. So as a business owner, I can say, listen, I understand if you want to, you know, do this, you know, Q4, but maybe wait on Q1 for this because for revenue reasons or the holidays. So I think they really appreciate that I can um, relate also. So. In terms of the traits, though, specifically, I would say there there are definitely a few that I could narrow down. Um, I would say um, one. I think you know it, it, it's said often, but but just pure hard work, pure sweat, and, and and ethic. You know, in what you do, and willing being willing to put in the hours, being willing to to say no to things that you would like to go to or attend or you know cut certain things short. Um, you know, there are often times that I, I won't be able to attend something that I really want to go to because um, a client needs something or I'm working on my business. Um, and I think you have to be willing to put in the sweat the first couple of years to really get something off the ground um, and, and beyond just the nine to five. You know, it's something that you think about all day long and, and it's, it's really something that you need to, to be committed to. Um, so I would say the first personal trait would be the hard work and commitment to what you're doing. Um, I would say the second one is a little bit of creativity and innovation. Um, you know, I think that to be successful in anything, um, any field now, I think you have to think about how you're going to be different from your competitors and how you're going to differentiate yourself. Uh, that does go back to branding to some extent, but also to think about why someone would want to hire you. You know, as, as a trademark attorney, there are certainly no shortage in Atlanta or nationwide, um, you know, why someone would choose me. And so I'm constantly thinking every day what I can do to separate myself. And um, like, like I mentioned, part of that is branding. So being known for only one thing, um, I think, has gone a long way. The Lady Lanham branding has gone, um, it has done a lot to help differentiate me. Um, and, and I think clients feel comfortable that um, I'm not dabbling in a bunch of different areas of law, but that I've become really good, as you mentioned, um, you know, in, in a niche, in niche space. Um, and I would say the third personal trait um, is probably persistence. Um, 
I think that you're going to be told no a lot. You're going to have some people make negative comments or maybe try to dissuade you from what you're trying to do and tell you that it won't work or that it's never been done before. Um, I, I was, I'm often told, um, well, before I say this, I will say that I have a wonderful network of supporters and, and so um, I wouldn't want to diminish the support and encouragement that I've gotten. But I de definitely had a group of naysayers, I would say, um, that maybe tried to dissuade me from and say, well, can you really sustain a law practice on just trademark and copyright law? You know, most firms that do that, don't they have other practice area offerings? You know, don't they do other things? And, and I thought, no, you know, I really believed in what I was doing and I thought that my clients would have, would see the value in, in coming to a specialist. You know, much like if you had a heart issue, you wouldn't want to go to someone who, go to a podiatrist, right? So you'd want to go to someone who, who specialized in, in cardio um, issues. So sort of thinking along the same line. So I would say those are probably the three um, if I had to narrow them down. All right. So that's hard work and commitment, creativity and innovation and persistence. And yeah, for our listeners, especially, uh, I mean, m most of the time or more often, we misconstrue innovation with uh, you know, a new technology or a new thing. But really, innovation really is about solving problems. And I learned that one what Jay Abraham, um, is a marketing genius, that innovation really is about solving problems. So your ability to be creative in solving those problems in your niche, being an expert and being the go-to person in that niche, that is, that is, it is what it is about. So let's cultivate and adapt these traits that Sonia just shared with us. Having that commitment and that hard work, great ethics, creativity, innovation, persistence, these are all important uh, traits or qualities that we can develop so that we can help us uh, in building our business and in our life in general. So thanks for sharing those. Sure. All right, let's talk about the challenges as entrepreneurs because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Sure. No, that's definitely a great question, you know, because for all the positives that go along with being a business owner and being your own boss and, and the lifestyle that people think you get to have, there are certainly so many challenges that come along the way. And I, I, I've been no exception to the rule. Um, I'm wrapping up year one of, of my own practice, that is. And as I mentioned, it's been several years of law practice overall. So just, just one year of my own. And in that, I would say it's been a very educational year and very informative um, one of the biggest challenges I faced was um, understanding all the different roles that you have to play um, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, you're you're walking outside, you're stepping outside the shoes of just being a practicing lawyer, right? That used to be just my job before, and I, I, I would be responsible for assessing the trademark issues, helping my clients understand what they needed, and and, and then going ahead and performing that work. Um, but now, you know, you're a marketeer, you're an accountant, you're the HR person, you're the IT person. Um, you have uh, so many different hats to wear, and that's all in addition to roles that you already may have had in life, such as being a sister, a daughter, a friend, etc. So um, I think balance has been, balancing the roles has been um, certainly a challenge, learning um, which of those roles I'm, I have the strengths in, and, and maybe also stepping back and seeing what um, what might be best delegated to someone else who's an expert. So for example, I tell my clients, 
um, all the time since they're usually starting a business or, you know, first few years of business. I say, listen, I know you think you can do it all and I'm sure you could, but some things are better left to the experts. So, you know, let, let's go ahead and hire an accountant, right? Let's hire a CPA. Let them deal with all the numbers and the tax issues, you know, and you can focus on what you do best. And so that was definitely something I had to learn along the way is, is understanding um, what, could, what, what needed to be passed on to an expert. Um, I would say a second challenge um, that I faced was simply learning how to use my time more effectively. Um, again, you know, before I had a clear role on how to perform the work I needed for a day, you know, while I was at a firm, for example. And now, um, you know, my, my typical day may involve um, a, a meeting or two in the morning for breakfast with, with a, a colleague or with a client. And then, you know, maybe I may work for a few hours. Then I may give a presentation later. I do a lot of speaking and educating um, in the community about, about trademark issues and what small business owners need to, to know. And so, you know, I might do a presentation and then maybe I may come back late afternoon and actually be able to have the time to do some legal work, right, and actually perform the work for my clients. So it's not an all-day you just sort of sit and work thing. And so understanding how to divide my time and not to overexert um, has been an, a little bit of a challenge that I'm certainly getting um, a lot better with. And um, I would say the third challenge um, probably has been um, to maintain um, what I like to call the gold star service. Um, I, I do believe that a lot of my clients sign with me. They, they continue to have loyalty with me. Um, they've followed me from every firm I've been at. And I think a big part of that is because of branding and the, you know, the service you provide, right? The customer service, the client interface. And for me, I want to make sure that I don't um, lose sight of those relationships. And so, you know, if, if there is a point where I can't handle, you know, something by a certain turnaround, I, I will be honest and say, I can't get this to you by Friday, but I can do it by Monday, you know, and, and I say that so that my client knows that, you know, that way you get my best work by Monday. If I get it to you Friday, it's going to be a bit of a squeeze and I want you to have my gold star um, on all of my work. And so that's been important to, to understand, um, you know, when, when to draw a line and, and, and know that you're not going to be able to perform at your best. Mm, great lessons in those <laughs> challenges that <laughs> you shared with us. Yes, I mean, I was so hooked into listening to every word that you said because, wow, <laughs> that really, really speaks to me as well. And I can totally resonate. And I'm sure for a lot of our listeners, and I'm glad that you expound more on maintaining that gold star service. Because excellent service going beyond the extra mile is what really keeps our customers, what really keeps us um, Keep what really help us retain those happy clients. Um, it is our service, it's the quality of service that we do with our clients that keeps them coming back and being uh, happy, happy um, clients forever for life. So that's really important. I love that you expounded on that because that is really helpful, uh, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out to really, um, really understand and really find ways to deliver that excellent service, that world-class service, and set those uh, grounds, set those uh, uh, limitations, set expectations correct so that you are able to deliver that service that you want your customers to experience. Uh, because we are not just delivering service or product, but we are delivering experience for them for them uh, that they would want to keep coming back to us. So great takeaways there. Thanks for sharing. 
Absolutely. All right, let's talk about work-life balance because this is an area that a lot of us are challenged with, I myself. So, and, you know, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. But the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Oh, such an excellent question and one that that really cannot get enough attention, um, you know, in a world where it, things are so fast moving and we have so much technology, um, you know, things like health and family and relationships are um, are such a, still need to be a priority and, and they get lost sometimes. Um, so year one, I, I definitely have struggled with, with that balance, as I mentioned early on. And, and now that we're in the second half of the year, um, I've been able to get a much better grasp on it. And really, it's sort of by employing a few rules or, or mantras um, for, for my schedule that you know are, are non-negotiables. And so one of the commitments I made um, a few months ago was to move every day 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and, and moving could mean anything. It could mean everything from a regular walk to a brisk walk to you know a running, which is my favorite, but, um, or a hike if it's a weekend. Um, but I really try to move at least 30 minutes to an hour and, you know, that's something that I, I committed to doing. And so if that means that I have to um, take a call remotely and put a headset on and walk really fast in a park, you know, to get out that hour or that 45 minutes, I will do that. And I, I have done that, um, you know, and I, I try to pick it where it, it's a person who knows that and they're okay with with uh, me walking quickly as, as I talk um, to get some fresh air in. Um, so that's, that's an important part of how I, I assess my health. Um, I, I meal prep. So I, I plan all of my meals um, on, on the weekend, usually on Sundays, and that way it becomes grab and go. Um, I think meal prep is, in, uh, is something that's getting a lot more attention now, and for good reason. I think you know when you have you know for the weekdays five containers of a protein, five containers of a, a, some sort of green vegetable, and then you know a couple of containers of carbs and fruit. You know you have everything at your fingertips, and so when I'm running around. I can pop one of those in the microwave and I know that it's fresh and it's, I made it and it's healthy. So that's definitely not an innovative secret, but it's one of mine is, is help to keep me um, energetic and, and healthy. And in terms of relationships, um, maintaining those, that those bonds of friendship has been very important to me. And so, you know, if a, a friend calls and needs me or wants to chat and have a girl's night or go to dinner for whatever just reason or to catch up, um, I, I generally make time for that. So I would say one to two nights a week, I'll get some friends together or I'll do something one-on-one -on -one with, with a friend. And um, that's really just to maintain balance and sanity, right? You need your girlfriends. And as a, as a successful woman um, that's in the business world, um, you know, you, do, you talk about business all day and sometimes you just want to talk about um, movies and, and sports and, and clothes. So it, I think it's so important to nurture and, and to cherish those girl friendships. Um, so that would, those are probably a couple of the ways that I maintain um, the other areas of my life outside of work. I love those tips. You really hit home run with those. Well, I mean, thank I you. Yeah, it. it's, it's so important to me. It is. And I, I'm sure for, for a lot of us, for, for, for all of us, that's a really important aspect of our lives. There, And I love what you said about having those non-negotiable uh, tasks or non-negotiable rules. And uh, for example, with you, you, ha you move 30 to 60 minutes every day, whether that be brisk walking, whether that be... And I love what you said about uh, uh, have, doing your calls while you are walking outside or while 
you're doing your brisk walking or just uh, you're hiking or like that. You are, yeah, that's one way. And a lot of people do these meetings while they are uh, walking, and that is one way of getting those movements uh, um, done. And if you have to do that one, do it just to get your body moving. Uh, I love the concept of meal preps. Yes, I'm a big fan of it. It really simplifies everything. You know, it really makes life simple because mm-hmm. you have this prep already. You batch them, and I cook um, a lot, and then I just put them in, in different you know, in individual containers, and it's so easy to just grab them. And I know they're healthy because you, you know you're, you're just just gonna be grabbing something, uh, whatever it's in there. You know, you have prepared those, so really important. That really simplifies your life and really removes that stress, uh, reduce that stress of thinking. Okay, what I'm gonna have now? What I'm gonna be cooking? You know, what I'm gonna eating now so it really helps uh, simplify my life and really helps me uh, reduce the stress of thinking about what to prepare um, of course yeah with the time taking time off with friends uh, your social circle that's really important too so let's incorporate or integrate these tips that Sonia just shared with us see how we can apply them so that we can achieve this work-life balance that a lot of us are challenged with All right, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Oh gosh, only three, huh? I know. <laughs> only three. Well, gosh, there. You know, you you learn a lot um, being on your own and, and and managing a business like this. But um, it, there's certainly so many nuggets of wisdom and advice I received, and I'd like to pass on certainly a few of those. Um, one important one I would say is that it's helped me a lot is to seek out and rely on mentors, right? So um, role models, um, successful people. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a successful woman, then obviously, you know, finding a female mentor can be really empowering and really helpful. And just someone who can listen to you to, to go over issues with you and, and help you, um, along those first couple years of your practice or of your business or of your company. Um, and someone who's willing to give you sound advice, you know, someone who's on your team and, um, is rooting for you, but also doesn't hesitate um, to let you know if something needs to be adjusted or if there's a better way of doing something and to help you um, constructively improve. Um, my mentors have, have helped me immensely. They still do. And I learned recently that even they have mentors and their mentors' mentors have mentors of themselves. You know, And the chain never really ends because we can always continue learning and growing from, from those around us. And so um, you know, joining, um, joining some sort of mastermind group or, or some sort of networking group where you're exposed to those people and have the chance to meet with them, I think is really important. Um, a second, uh, sort of piece of advice, and this is going back off of the networking, um, aspect of things is that, um, you know, I think half of success is showing up. You know, I, I definitely did not come up with that quote and I won't take credit for it. I did hear it somewhere, but showing up, you know, and that's, 
um, seeking out events that are, are relevant to what you do and going to them. You know, and sure, there's an investment of purchasing the ticket or, or registering for the event, but um, you know, I've I've spent a lot of money over the years attending networking events, and you know, you get an idea of what's helpful, what's not. But I think showing up and it's so easy to want to go home at the end of the day and and not. Um, not network and talk with other people and, you know, but you've got to, it's part of the discipline. You've got to put your business cards in your purse and, and just show up and you never know who you could meet. It sounds so cliche. And um, if we had more time, I would start telling stories of all the one chance encounters I had that, you know, people I would have never um, been able to talk to had I not been somewhere or, or shown up to something. And I would say the last piece of advice um is really to surround yourself with positivity, right? So going off of the mentor angle, but to keep in mind and look at who your your friends are and and family members that support you and encourage you. I think you're going to have tough times and there are low points, um, disappointments, deals that fall through, things that don't come out the way you wanted. And I think to have that positivity around you um, really makes a difference. I've got some amazing girlfriends that have been there every step of the way, and um, I, I can't say I would make it have made it this far without them. So positivity and, and girl friendships are very key. Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to seek out and rely on mentors, join mastermind groups, whether that be online or offline. There's this the beauty of it, what we of the year that we are in right now because lots of resources that we can tap into both online and offline. So it's really important to connect with like-minded people. Second one, I love that quote as well. Half of success is showing up and it really is. I mean, show up in your business, show up in events, show up in uh, in networking events where you can connect with people because you never know. And I, yeah, I, like you, I cannot uh, stress enough of the benefit of uh, showing up in events, live events, because you get to meet a lot of people. You get to meet you never know you're gonna meet that next joint venture partner or that ne- that that you that person that gives you that idea that that thing that will really skyrocket your business. Not only that, the friendship, the connections that you have, all oh, those are priceless. So it's really important to show up and invest in uh, going to these network events that would help you in your business. Surrounding yourself with positivity, a oh, huge huge years. Uh, I learned it from. Um, Jim Rohn, I think it was Jim Rohn who said that uh, you are the average of the five people that uh, you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with positive people, you rub onto the, to their positivity as well. And I believe in that. I mean, if, I don't want to spend my day with negative people because that would rub off me. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm going to feel negative the whole day. We're going to ruin my day. So really important <laughs> to surround yourself with positive people. So great Absolutely. tips here. That Sonia just shared with us. Let's take action on them today and I'll make sure to have them on our show notes. Last but not the least, Sonia, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. Oh gosh, that's a really tough, um, it's a tough one to narrow. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a creative liberty and name two. Uh, I just, there's no way I can choose between them. <laughs> um, and so I'd say the first one is, is definitely going to be a woman named Sandra Yancey. Um, she is the founder of a, a company called eWomen Network. Um, and it's, um, it's a group of, it's an organization um, worldwide that, that has uh, chapters in every major city. And um, it's a group, it's a way for women to come together to get that power 
knowledge, that mentoring, that girl friendship, and she has built the business from from nothing, from just scratch. And her wisdom and her inspiration is just really, really inspiring. Um, she manages to have a, a very happy marriage, um, a fulfilling family life. She she's um, she prioritizes her fitness and her. Uh, well-being and her self-care, you know, all while running a multi-million-dollar company, and so, you know, to me, that's the pinnacle of of what um, what a, a successful woman looks like. You know, she's successful across all mediums. And um, the second person would be someone I met through um, one of the E Women Network events, and um, her name is Kimberly Jackson, and she's actually my business coach. Um, Kimberly is incredibly talented in her own right and is one of the, the, the founders and leaders in the coaching field. Um, and in a short time of knowing her, she has transformed how I think about business and, and how I apply those principles to other areas of my life. And she's, she's just a joy to work with. And while her clients include you know, companies like Google and Facebook and, and huge, huge corporations, she still pays me every bit of that detail and that, that, attention in our coaching. And so I never feel as though um, I'm any less just because I'm just a small a small business owner. So I would say those are the two women that um, continuously inspire me uh, at the moment. All right. So to Sandra, Yancey and Kimberly Jackson for not just being an inspiration to Sonia, but to all of us here at Today's Indian Women, we salute you both. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Sonia, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Absolutely. So um, yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning of the interview, I specialize in helping business owners make sure that they have the right to use the name they've chosen. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of clients have to change their name after five, six, ten years um, because there was another company operating out there, and they just had no idea. And so, you know, they're saying, well, we didn't know, and, you know, it's like, well, just you not knowing doesn't, you know, change the situation. And so helping prevent that rebranding scare that can happen down the line and also helping um, business owners protect what they've created. So if, they, if you've come up with a really catchy name or a catchy logo or a tagline or a slogan, um, we want to make sure that you have the right to use that and, and that no one else can come along and copy it. And so um, that's really, those are the two major ways that I, um, I help my, my clients and that's how um, folks can benefit from my service. And in terms of getting in touch with me, um, you know, you, you can go to my website that's got a, a call number, um, it's got our office address, uh, a way to contact us through the web uh, to email me. Um, and then that's Lakani Law, which we mentioned at the beginning, L-A-K-H-A-N-Y law.com or um, if, you, if you'd rather just pick up the phone I, I love speaking to my clients um, and the number for that is 404-668-3795 again that's 404-668-3795 and um, I, I know that this podcast is distributed um, obviously outside of Atlanta and so I do want to reassure um, any listeners if you have a question about trademarks or copyrights um, that is actually one of the few areas of law that is a federal area, which means that I can help you even if you're not um, in Atlanta or, or even in Georgia. Um, I can help you in any state uh, or country. Uh, my clients are all over the country and all over the world. So I'm um, happy to answer questions um, if you would like. Please feel free to reach out. 
All right, so that's www.lacanilaw.com or you can reach her at phone number 404-668-3795. I highly encourage you, our listeners, whether you are local, whether you are international, uh, any state or any parts of the world, to connect with with, um, Sonia and her company and uh, get your answers questions, especially for us in the online world. I know from my experience too, this is the last thing that we think of until we get to um, an experience so we don't want to get to that point that we have a, a negative experience about our business or about, about our brand or like that so connect with uh, Sonia and find out uh, get your answers uh, your questions answered especially about trademark and reg- registering your your business your logo your tagline anything that involves copywriting or registering your business or protecting your business your intellectual property is really important connect with her uh, via via phone or via the contact page on her website again that website is www.lakhanilaw.com l-a-k-h-a-n-y law.com and i'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well Sonia, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Absolutely. We and the rest of the women of the world appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.